culturally appropriating when I say aloha. It like tends to take most people a little bit by surprise, but as you know, intros <laughs> and greetings are like not part of my repertoire. I just like to jump straight into it. So welcome, welcome back or welcome for your first time. I am going to talk about stories. That's funny because I don't even think I have that many stories to actually share in this episode, but stories are super duper important, especially in business, but like in everything. And the episode before this is about sales and really good sales feel like stories. There is a dramatic beginning actually, maybe not that dramatic, but there's a detailed revelatory beginning where you are sucked in to the scene. Then there is the drama, the challenge, the insurmountable problem, which is eventually concluded with a resolution and everything is right with the world. The happy ending that we so desperately want, but rarely seem to experience allows us to go along our merry way. And why, why does that matter? Because in a good story is a good lesson, a good conclusion, something we can take away from it. Right. And that's why successful sales is all about telling an awesome story. But like the The fact of the matter is that we learn through storytelling. I can talk at you for 17 or 18 episodes, but if I'm not telling a story, if I'm not relating to your experience, if I'm not enabling you to listen in a manner that everything else kinds of drifts away and you have an aha moment, it's not firstly, you're not going to come back, but secondly, it's not going to work. It's like (laughs) your 11th grade history class, like doesn't matter how many times you try to memorize the names of the president. It just didn't land unless you wanted to be a president, in which case you're not listening to this episode (laughs) or me at all ever. So no worries there. Stories are how we learn. Stories are how we have passed on knowledge and wisdom since we started using, I I mean, before we even, I think had words when we were using pictures, who knows, sticks and circles and shit to tell stories. This might not be my best one, (laughs) but stories are how we learn. Why? Because they demonstrate the thing that we are trying to pass on to the listener. I'm going to kind of break down like how to tell a a powerful story. That's kind of the purpose of this episode. Hopefully I do it in a manner that is a powerful story, but let's be real. I might just be talking at your face. We'll see. There's also some like, and, and just even like thinking through this episode, which also let's be real took about as long as it It took me to boil water and make a cup of tea because thinking things through, not necessarily my strong point, but also my superpower. So you're welcome. But sometimes the story we tell ourselves is really defeating. Like it's a story that leaves us not doing the thing that we need to do or getting the thing that we want. And so I'm going to kind of 
touch on that as well. And then finally, how to tell like a funny story, because those are my favorite stories. And so this episode might be even more for me than it is for you. But hey, let's let's see. Let's see if you get something out of this. So stories are how we learn because they demonstrate a desired result. So they can be philosophical, like, I mean, all of Aesop's fables, but like the tortoise and the hare, right? You can get, you're both going to end up at the same destination, but racing your way through it is going to leave you with one thing and taking the slow and steady route is going to take the other, you know? So the lesson is focus, take it one step at a time. You're all going to get there and you're going to actually have much better results having taken the tortoise approach. Now the practical is when you use a more realistic, real life, relatable example, like training for a marathon. And so it is both metaphorical and practical. You can't do it overnight. You can't rush it. And you have to step it out. You have to go slowly and you need, it's going to take as long as it takes, but it's, it's going to take some time. And if you don't train, you might injure yourself. You might not, but you're not going to have the same experience as if you do. And really the training in the marathon is not necessarily the physicality, but the mentality of it. And so when things get tough, when you start doubting yourself, when some physical pain pops up, because like, God damn, <laughs> I've never run a marathon and I have no desire to run a marathon. And my friends who are marathon runners are fucking crazy, but they've learned how to push through that doubt, that fear, that pain and get, get to the finish line and then get better and then do it again. Cause like I said, they're fucking crazy. And then we're able to use this same story, but in a slightly different manner in the form of a metaphor where like in business, you will often hear me say, this is a marathon, not a sprint. It is not about how fast you go or who you beat. It truly is about the patience, the training, the perseverance, and the willingness to push through even when you're screaming to stop. Now, each of those examples probably left you with a learning. I mean, firstly, you're very familiar with the tortoise and the hare fable. You know the difference between the slow and steady focused, methodical, purposeful, intentional approach and the like hurried, frenzied, frazzled, rushed, fearful approach. And you know, when that doubt and that creep and that um, fear and potentially even physical pain creep in and the desire to quit. And when you have, and you've taken that break, you've gotten off the race course and had a sip of water, maybe sat down, maybe rubbed your feet. Now there's the metaphor at play in real time. And yeah, that's, that's storytelling, right? Is using these tales to demonstrate the point you're trying to make, which in my case is there's no point in the frenzied, frazzled, rushed, stressed approach Sure, you'll get to the same place as the slow, methodical, purposeful, intentional, trusted approach, but you're going to be exhausted, potentially injured, and maybe have even inflicted irreparable damage from one. Whereas with another, you're going to finish, you're going to get to race again, and you're going to be better and stronger for it next time around. That's how 
you tell a story, you demonstrate. Now, how do you tell a good story? You do it with a little passion and a little urgency. So you, you, you change the voices, you laugh a little bit, you might pause at the crescendo. Depending on where you're doing this, you might be pulling in details of the room, of the listener. They might be the hero in your fable. And you use this passion and urgency to create drama. Why? Because it's the drama. It's the dramatic crescendo. It's the insurmountable problem that your listener relates to. And then it is the resolution. It is the end to suffering that is the change you are sharing, you are suggesting, you are advising on that your listener wants. And drama is not complicated. I mean, that's one of the reasons I wanted to create this is because I know what I have been instructed on, told, and shared in terms of storytelling, whether it was a creative writing class or some webinar online where people are telling you how to write out your social posts and blah, 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 blah. And it feels really fucking complicated. Like, I think sometimes people overcomplicate things in order to either make themselves feel smart or to make you think that it's complicated and you have to pay them for help. But a story is three parts. It is the hope, the obstacle, and the resolution. Now, everything is simple. It's not necessarily easy, right? So think about this as we move through this. There's three parts. The hope, that's really the setup, right? The obstacles, that's the challenge, the insurmountable problem, the drama, and then the progress, the solution, the end result, the desired transformation at the end. One, two, three. So I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into each of those because I think sometimes not only with the overcomplicating, we then overthink it, right? All you need to do for the first step is the hope. You establish the scene, the who, what, when, where, why, how, and you can do that in one sentence. It's a simple but vivid setup. You just touch on all five senses. And yeah, you answer that who, what, when, where, why, how. You identify the, the main character, where it's happening, when it's happening, what it looks like, smells like, tastes like, feels like, <laughs> and or sounds like, and you're done. That's, that's the setup. And you're, you're, you know, you're sort of taking your listener, your reader through like this very succinct description of what's happening and why. From there, you move in to the obstacles, the challenge, the insurmountable problem. And this is where the listener relates. This is where that you get the listener to keep listening because they think, ooh, yeah, I've been there. I, I recognize that setup, that hope, that me in this story. And I absolutely feel this drama, this stress, this challenge. This is done through just more detail and a little bit more timing. So you're taking them through this challenge. You're potentially pausing there's dramatic effect. Maybe, you know, you're having a little bit of fun with it here, knowing that they're kind of starting to hang on your 
your words. They're, they're like, no, I want this resolved. They're, they're, they're the person skipping to the back of the book to see what happens. That is, I hate that person. I hope you're not that person. But if you are that person, I don't know, you're probably not listening because you've already like skipped to the end of this podcast. <laughs> or man, are you listening to this? And like three, someone told me that they, you know, they speed up their podcasts. I can't do that. It totally stresses me out. Like listening to someone talk super duper fast for just for the sake of like getting through it as quickly as possible. Uh, I also love surprises. So maybe, maybe that's my thing. Um, yeah. I'm going to get back to storytelling. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's in the drama. It's in the obstacles. That's really where the listener is going to relate. And then you end the conflict, you resolve the drama, you solve the problem. And that is the progress. That is the transformation. That is the end of the hero's journey. And this is really what you're honing in on in storytelling in business, because it's that resolution, that transformation, that's what you're selling, right? That's what you're offering. That's what you're doing. You're giving your customer, client, buyant, the relief they seek. And it's powerful. They remember it because it was a good story. It was impactful. It was relatable. It's something they can share. And it's definitely something they can see themselves in. One of my favorite writers, I talk about him all the time, Stephen Pressfield wrote The Artist's Journey, which is a satirical take on Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. Now, what I love about The Artist's Journey is it very much appeals to the entrepreneur because often like everything we're doing, everything we're stepping out, everything we're trying is the hero's journey. Like it feels like this giant, um, this giant uncertain effort where we will inevitably stumble upon friends and foes, trials and tribulations, tips and tricks, disappointment and fatigue before we finally get to the end of our journey. Sometimes only to see there's another journey ahead. So, uh, and why is Joseph Campbell's hero's journey? I mean, a thesis and master and, uh, PhD programs, why are there entire, um, semesters built out on it? Because it is truly the human experience. It is how we learn. It is how we overcome. It is how we relate to each other. So it's powerful. Now you can use this very effectively in business. And not just by telling stories, not just by writing long form social media posts or having a clever funnel that leads your customer from passive observer to repeat buyer. And I'll, I'll get into a couple of ways you can do that. But one of my favorite things to do, and this is going to be especially useful if you're telling yourself a story that feels impossible have fun. <laughs> and I know fun is my number one value. So you might not relate to this, but, and you've heard me talk about this as well. That if not skip back to some of my earlier episodes where I talk about like the framework for success, the seven levels of awareness, perspective, attitude for my trainings, the seven levels of energy. If we're in a place of fear or force, we're going to get certain results. If we can step up by neutralizing that fear and force, not by bypassing it, but by accepting it, calling it what it is, either setting it aside and stepping out a plan or really digging into it so that you can release it 
then getting back to that place of neutral. And then from there, impact, creativity, trust, and really solution-oriented win-win-win thinking, you're going to get exponentially better results. And better is up to you in terms of what does that mean. But fear and forest take up an inordinate amount of our bandwidth. And it's really, really hard to show up every day and try and motivate ourselves through fear and then through force to get the results that we want. Now, that is exactly how we've all been taught to create momentum is to be afraid. There's not enough. I'll never do it. I'm not enough. This is a scarcity world that we live in. We've got to fight for what's ours. So then we kick our own ass or we kick other people's asses because we're afraid. So we use force to get out of that fear, but that force is unsustainable. It is exhausting. And again, the results are going to be lackluster. You will burn people out. You will burn yourself out. And it's certainly not repeatable. You know, when we're going for that rinse, wash, repeat system, something that came from force, it just simply isn't sustainable. Whew. So we're telling ourselves a story that there isn't enough. We're not good enough. This isn't going to work. There's no way we can do it. We can't create the dream reality. That's why it's a dream. All small businesses fail. I hate sales. I suck at this, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now, when we understand the components and pieces of a story, you have the opportunity to rewrite your own narrative. And this is incredibly powerful if we come from a pretty challenging, pretty traumatic experience, because a lot of the stories that we're telling ourselves just simply don't support us in this moment we find ourselves in now, which is one where we want more growth and more success. So that's all this is about. It's not about bypassing. It's not about ignoring. It's not about victim blaming. And it's really not about trauma bonding where we're just looking to one up our painful experiences or one up someone else's painful experience. This is about saying like, I'm bored to tears by this story and I want to try something else. So that is the first way of neutralizing it. It's just understanding, Oh, I'm very familiar with the story. It's boring as fuck. It's doesn't make me feel good. I want to write a new story. Now we might not be ready to play from here, but if we use the approach that comedians and satirical writers do of like how to tell a joke, that's a pretty neutral space to approach this from now is it's like hyper creative and intuitive and tapped in. No, but we're just using a framework to go from step one to step two to step three. And you can't jump from step one to step seven. Actually, let me rephrase that. Cause I don't ever want to say to anybody, you can't dot, dot, dot. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You need a lot of practice to go from step one to step seven. You need to have made that leap and to believe you can make that leap to make that leap for the rest of us who are still practicing and stepping this out. This is why when you're freaked the fuck out or feeling really burnt out and someone's like, well, what's the silver lining or just figure it out. You want to punch them in the face because they're, they're saying is jump from step one to step seven. And what you're doing is thinking if I knew how to fucking do that, I fucking would shut the fuck up. I hate you. <laughs> that might just be my own inner dialogue, whatever. Hopefully you can relate. <laughs> um, so 
how do we neutralize something? And I think of this like discharging the energy. So recognizing I'm freaked the fuck out. I'm exhausted. I don't want to, I can't, it's impossible, you know, blah, blah, blah. That story that we're telling ourselves and going, okay, well, I'm bored of this story. So firstly, write that story out. Where do you think this is going? Now, you know, the answer to this, that's why you're bored with the story. We're trying to rewrite the ending. That's step two, right? an alternative ending, write a few, think about the opposite of where this story could go. Then think about something unexpected that could occur. Think about something hilarious that has happened or might've happened or might happen. Make a whole list of these alternative endings. This is how you use play to actually have fun with the tragedy. And one of another favorite writer of mine is Dave Eggers. He wrote a heartbreaking work of staggering genius. <laughs> and the title it just says it all. And it's a really sad story. There are like unbelievable tragedies that occur in this book. And he is somehow able to make light of them. And even while you're crying and your heart is breaking, you're laughing. And that's, I mean, that is an art but you have that opportunity as well, my friend. And when you're ready or when you need to, you can use this story structure in the one, two, three, and then amplify that, turn it on its head, have some fun with it and play around with alternative endings. If you're feeling trapped, if you're feeling stuck, This is how you can find freedom. And sometimes this is, I've said this one before, in business, we don't always get to choose how or when we show up. Oftentimes, the hero's journey, the intractable problem pops up and we get to sit down with it and figure it out. So again, figuring it out from a place of being freaked out and fearful or feeling trapped and stuck and using force to push our way out of it is going to give you one ending. But when you can have a little bit of fun with it, that's, you know, this is brainstorming, coming up with alternative endings. If the goal is to laugh, if the goal is to be tongue in cheek about it, if the goal is to come up with something nobody ever thought of that's completely like so fucking ridiculous. It's quite literally a joke. What you're doing is leveling up. You're getting yourself from one energetic, emotional space into another and from a place of play and maybe even a little bit of laughter and ridiculousness, completely different ideas are going to pop into your head. That's where you find new solutions. That's where you find freedom, even in the trenches. So that's one reason why storytelling is so powerful is it can change your entire experience in the moment. And I did not come up with this one and I'm, pro- I'm going to butcher it next, but you know, the, the fastest way to change the world is to change your perspective. This is how you change perspective. This is also how you change someone else's perspective. And when you're selling, that's what you're doing. You're changing perspective, right? And it it might just be an idea. 
Sure, it might be a product or service, but by telling a really powerful story, the listener relates, they see their problem in your solution, the resolution to your story. And it can be a really fun way of both talking you and others into trying something that's going to be of benefit to all. That was a fast one. Do I comment on the time of my episodes at the end of every episode? Probably. There's definitely something in me that is like, <laughs> um, I want to, I want to be efficient. I want to be effective. And sometimes I jibber jabber and I guess sometimes I don't, but that feels pretty great. Storytelling complete. <laughs> I was just thinking I'll let you off the hook now. You can end this story. You know where to find me at the BZ channel. That's the at symbol, right? The BZ channel on socials, NicoleBZ.com. I use storytelling in my marketing, in my messaging. I have a whole module on that in the Biz Inc. link. I guess I should start linking to that in this podcast. That's a good idea that I just had right now. You're welcome. And with that, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to let you off the hook. You're done. Goodbye. Goodbye.